Hello and welcome to Reading with Carrie, a mindfulness podcast series that can be used as a sleep aid or to ease your anxiety and relieve your stress. I am your host, Carrie Fable, and I am so thankful that you've decided to spend some time with me. It is always my intention to be honest with you, dear listener, because I feel that through my honesty, a true sense of trust can be built upon that will hopefully allow us both to open ourselves to our vulnerabilities and grow in self-love, self-compassion, and self-acceptance. So, to be truthful, my life has been very busy lately. I started a new job, and with that comes training and self-study after hours. I am also traveling for work. My niece just got married on the 14th, and Thanksgiving is on Thursday. So, that is why this episode was not updated last week. It's just a lot, and as I've said before, I produce this podcast completely on my own. I do my own research, record the podcast, edit, and schedule the post. Now, please don't misunderstand me. I do not mean to complain. I love the podcast that I created. My job is fulfilling, and my family is the most important thing in my life. I am very blessed. But that doesn't mean I'm not busy. My time is very limited these days. All of that built up to say that today's story is not only late, but is also very simple and short, but I still hope you will enjoy it. But first, as always, let's start with a brief breathing exercise, the state of happiness. So first, we're going to focus on our breathing, and without changing it, let it naturally, organically come. Nice deep breathing in. But don't force it. Deep breathing out. We're just trying to get our relaxation kind of flowing. Now put your feet on the ground or whatever surface you're resting on and gently push onto the floor or onto the bedding. Press and notice the sensations on the bottoms of your feet touching the surface. Just be in the moment. If you're pushing, you might even begin feeling a pulse in your toes or your feet. Deep breathing in. Hold it for a moment and exhale out. Deep breath in. Deep breath. And now, while you're still kind of focusing on your breathing, consider where happiness comes from for you. Does happiness come from your heart? Or your mind? Or maybe your belly? Where does it come from for you? Discover where the idea of happiness comes from and focus on that area. Whatever happiness means to you, Maybe a smile or an energy that runs through your body. Or maybe happiness is relaxing the muscles in your shoulders. Expand now wider and wider and let the feeling of the happiness 
flow through your body. Just feel more and more happy. Maybe wiggle your body. Maybe tense a muscle and then relax it. You'll tense on an inhale. Hold the tension and relax the tension as you exhale. But you can move through your whole body that way, especially if you're feeling tension somewhere specific, like your shoulders. Just feel more and more happy and allow yourself only to focus on this and be happy. Remember what this feeling of happiness feels like. You can have this feeling of happiness whenever you choose, just by being in this moment. This feeling of happiness can take over your mind and your body and your soul and your whole spirit. Really feel the happiness, the contentment, the relaxation. Now slowly open your eyes and just be in the moment of happiness. Just be. Just be. And as always, I like to indulge in a nice, happy sigh. Let's slowly take a nice deep inhale. And sigh. Congratulations, you finished this exercise. And now, here's the story. There was once a shoemaker who worked very hard and was very honest, but still he could not earn enough to live upon. And at last all he had in the world was gone, save just leather enough to make one pair of shoes. Then he cut his leather out, all ready to make up the next day, meaning to rise early in the morning to his work. His conscience was clear and his heart light amidst all his troubles. So he went peacefully to bed, left all his cares to heaven, and soon fell asleep. In the morning, after he had said his prayers, he sat himself down to his work, when, to his great wonder, there stood the shoes already made upon the table. The good man knew not what to say or think at such an odd thing happening. He looked at the workmanship. There was not one false stitch in the whole job. All was so neat and true that it was quite a masterpiece. The same day a customer came in, and the shoes suited him so well that he willingly paid a higher price than usual for them. And the poor shoemaker, with the money, bought leather enough to make two pairs more. In the evening he cut out the work and went to bed early, that he might get up and begin again the next day. But he was saved all the trouble, for when he got up in the morning, the work was done ready to his hand. Soon in came buyers, who paid him handsomely for his goods, so that he bought leather enough for four pair more. He cut out the work again overnight, and found it done in the morning, as before. And so it went on for some time. What was got ready in the evening was always done by daybreak, and the good man soon became thriving and well off again. One evening, about Christmas time, as he and his wife were sitting over the fire chatting together, he said to her, I should like to sit up and watch tonight, that we may see who it is that comes and does my work for me. The wife liked the thought, so they left a light burning, and hid themselves in a corner of the room, behind a curtain that was hung up there, and watched what would happen. As soon as it was midnight, there came in two little naked dwarves, and they sat themselves upon the shoemaker's bench, took up all the work that was cut out, and began to ply with their little fingers, 
stitching and wrapping and taping at such a rate that the shoemaker was all wonder and could not take his eyes off them. And on they went till the jaw was quite done and the shoes stood ready for use upon the table. This was long before daybreak and then they bustled away as quick as lightning. The next day the wife said to the shoemaker, These little whites have made us rich and we ought to be thankful to them and do them a good turn if we can. I am quite sorry to see them run about as they do, and indeed it is not very decent, for they have nothing upon their backs to keep off the cold. I'll tell you what, I will make each of them a shirt, and a coat, and waistcoat, and a pair of pantaloons into the bargain, and do you make each of them a little pair of shoes. The thought pleased the good cobbler very much, and one evening, when all the things were ready, they laid them on the table, instead of the work that they used to cut out, and then went and hid themselves to watch what the little elves would do. About midnight they came, dancing and skipping, hopped around the room, and then went to sit down to their work as usual. But when they saw the clothes lying for them, they laughed and chuckled and seemed mightily delighted. Then they dressed themselves in the twinkling of an eye, and danced and capered and sprang about, as merry as could be, till at last they danced out the door and away over the green. The good couple saw them no more, but everything went well with them from that time forward as long as they lived. You see? Sometimes we just need a short, simple, and sweet story. I think it is very fitting as we head into the season of giving thanks and giving presents to our loved ones to be true, genuine, and honest. The cobbler did not ask for help. He did not swindle or trick his way to wealth. It was a blessing bestowed upon him, and in turn, his wife reached out to do good as well. It has a sort of pay-it-forward mentality. When you respond to a person's kindness to oneself by being kind to someone else, granted the couple actually attempted to repay the dwarves themselves, but it's still a nice thought to consider. As the saying goes, kindness is a gift everyone can afford to give. Let us strive to be more thoughtful to our fellow men, as we hope they may in turn be thoughtful towards us. Thank you for listening. I welcome you back anytime you may need to hear a comforting voice or a familiar bedtime story.